0: You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Mark Booth, Vice President of Partner Advocacy at Domo.
1: Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about community marketing and its role today in Domo?
0: Yeah, so I am a big proponent of doing community right. Community has been a part of my role as I was at Instructure previous to Domo, as I was part of of Adobe for over a decade before that. And honestly, if you're a marketer and you haven't gone all in on community, I would say that you, you haven't only missed the boat, but you're far off in the water somewhere. So get on board really quickly. I think that community gives you the ability to understand what your customers really need and want. And it gives you the ability to be able to use and leverage those customers and reward them and motivate them in the right way to be able to help tell your story. That's the value of what community can really do if done in the right way. And we've been going through a bit of an evolution. You know, you look at what's, what's happened with Domo and community. We've always had a good community forum. We answer a whole lot of questions in there, but just, just last year, we kind of decided we got to, we got to make some shifts. We got to make some changes. And so we, We did a complete overhaul of what community looks like and means from a Domo perspective. We launched at our user conference something that's called Domo Central. And we think of that as just the central one stop shop for anybody, any customer that needs to know more about Domo. That includes things like our community forum, where people come in and get answers to questions. I think industry average for questions getting answered is a little over three hours. Last week, I think the update I got was 30, 40 minutes. And so our community is on fire. Literally, they are jumping in and answering questions. We have, a, we have an internal community as well, and our internal groups are much slower at answering questions than the community, the external community. So it's a good sign. Things are all moving in the right direction.
1: And so when you describe community, and I've got a 100 questions on that because you, you pull out some great points there. But when you describe community there, obviously, there's the marketing and outreach perspective. But what you're describing now is actually a customer experience enhancement from the community. So when you're thinking about building a community at a company like Domo, are you thinking about how it affects different aspects of the customer experience sort of from the very top of the funnel to the very bottom of the funnel? Or is that just sort of a, a nice to have that comes at the end?
0: Yeah, I would 100% be looking at it from a what's the entire customer journey and experience like, not how can we get more out of them from a marketing perspective. At the end of the day, it's a lot more cost effective to keep a customer than it is to find a new customer every every day on and on and on so the more you can you can make your customers successful the more the more value you can help a customer to find in a quick amount of time the more successful you're going to be in the long run so that's the way we're looking at it is not just we want to do community marketing no we want to help our customers to find value really really quickly so that we can continue to help them to grow and build their businesses over time
1: and just to put a, a better definition on it. So I have a lot of conversations about community with our clients at, at Influicity. And one of the things I notice is that it means different things to different people. So you say the word community and some people think, Oh, we need to have a podcast so they can listen to us. Or we need to have a, a better TikTok or LinkedIn channel. And some people take it very literally. And they say, Oh, we actually need, need a Slack channel or a, or a Facebook group so people can come together and talk every day. What does community actually mean when, when, when you say it?
0: So we think of it as what is that ecosystem or experience that you are creating for your customers so that they can be successful. That may include things like for us, the community forum is a key piece of what we deliver. Yes. We have a community blog. Yes. We have a whole bunch of social from a social ecosystem perspective. We also have, you know, we have a giant awards program that we kicked off. We kicked one off this year where we, I think originally we were probably thinking, yeah, we need to better recognize and and reward our customers. What if we did an award show and we did that and you know, originally it was probably like, well, if you can get enough people to sign up that you can give away awards, it's a success. The next thing you know, we had like 350-ish submissions, and it was like, well, what are we going to do now? So <laughs> well, I guess this is serious. So awarding, rewarding is another key piece. Customers want to know that they're valued, and that may be with exclusive opportunities, whether that's meetups, whether it's awards, whether it's rewards. They want to be able to get something out of it, as they should, as they should. So it, it, it also goes into stuff like education what are you providing them to help them to be more successful so when i look at when i look at all things community it's how are you putting together an entire customer experience package that will make those customers want to stay with you and thrive with you and grow with you over time
1: and how do you think community differs when you're talking about b2b versus b2c you've obviously come from a b2b background at adobe and then at domo but what if i'm selling you know if i'm selling chocolate bars or i'm selling concert tickets. That might be one type of community. Is it very different in the B2B world or is it more the same?
0: I think the principles are all the very same. Customers want to be motivated. They want to be rewarded. And they want to feel like they're something, part of something special. So whether you're selling protein bars or you're selling shoes or you're selling B2B software, they want to feel like they have something that they're a part of, something that's bigger than just them. They want to feel like, hey, I can get things out of this, whether that's specific rewards or awards or career development opportunities they want to be able to have their group their community if you will of people that are kind of kind of their friends that have their back. And so that's I don't think that the principles change at all when you look at community building. It's all about how do you put those very same principles of motivating, rewarding, awarding, putting in in place these things that will help customers to be successful in place.
1: What would you say to a marketer today who is at the beginning of the journey here. So let's say you're a, you're a 50 person company. You have done Facebook ads, and you've done Google ads, and you've got a good marketing system, a good customer acquisition engine, and your customers are generally happy. But you really want to put your foot on the gas of building a community. What, what are some first steps you might take?
0: Yeah, I would say that don't bite off more than you can chew. We started a program way back at you know a massive juggernaut like, like Adobe where we found a group of, we call them influencers. People that that were really important in that space and we got really close to them. We created that group is still live today. I'm still in communication with members of that group to this day and we created a little small community of people that we really cared about that we could be valuable to them and they could be valuable to us. There has to be mutually beneficial opportunities and relationships here. And so start small. It doesn't have to be, well, you've got to go and grow a Slack community to 50 million people by the end of next month. No, go, go figure out who can help you and make sure you understand how you can help them and approach them about opportunities to be part of your
1: quote unquote community. Do you think that People are getting something wrong in here because I mean, you, when, when you say it, a, it sounds simple, it sounds obvious, it sounds like you've had a ton of success with it. What are some stumbling blocks? Where where do people maybe think they're doing the right thing, but but they're they're on, they're on the wrong path?
0: Yeah, I think that focusing took too much on too much on what's in it for the brand will get you in trouble every single time. Now, at the end of the day, do I care about what's in it for Domo? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. I love Domo. They're my employer. I think the tool is is better than anything else on the market. However, I have to think about it as how can I help make those customers or those advocates more successful? How can I help them to learn more, to make more connections, to make sure that they have the resources they need to be successful? Because as they are successful, guess what it means for me? It means more success for Domo. So not approaching it as, hey, I got to shove this down your throat because I want Domo to get more and more and more out of it. No, I want to make you successful because as you're successful, I am more successful. So take the lens of, I got to go get this done for my brand and say, how do I go make my customers successful? And then you'll be successful with community. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then, we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com.
1: I heard you say earlier that you came from the world of influencer marketing or you you were involved in some way. Do you think the world of community where it is today, did that come from influencers? Like I'm I'm not even sure because I'm a community guy too, and I I've I've seen a lot of brands be successful with it. But what, what was the origin? How how did you get into it in the first place?
0: Yeah, I I got into it when I was heading up social media for one of Adobe's businesses. And we knew that we had to do some more work with some of those, some of those influencers. And I've seen, you know, you hear influencer marketing and that can go 1 million different directions. No, I'm not talking about LeBron James being on an advertisement with us. No, I'm not talking about Katy Perry, but Katy Perry and LeBron, if you ever want to do some work with us at Domo, let me know. We'd love to chat. What I'm talking about is who are those end users who have some affinity for getting things done with data in our, in our, when you look at what Domo does, and how can we help them to be more successful with what they're doing? I think the influencer marketing is seen wrong many times. It's seen as, well, celebrities are endorsing your product. Yes, that's a form of influencer marketing. In my opinion and from what I've seen, I am all in on micro-influencers, all in. They're not the LeBrons and the Katie's, but they're still really, really relevant and powerful for your audience. Probably much more powerful and relevant than those celebrities would be, depending on who it is you're speaking to.
1: It's funny you say that. Before you said the word micro-influencer just now, I was thinking, oh, this is a micro-influencer approach because the most powerful thing you could see if you're just browsing a website, let's say you're looking for someone to cut your lawn, a lawn care service, the best thing you can see is a whole bunch of reviews and testimonials from people who maybe live in your area, have a similar lawn to yours. And that really puts you over the edge and says, oh, this is the person that I want mowing my lawn those are effectively micro-influencers. They they just don't know it. I mean, you can call them micro-influencers, you can call them testimonials, and, and really you can think about it like a community, but that puts you over the edge much quicker than if a big celebrity said, oh, this is my lawn care guy. Like, I can't relate to that nearly as much. 100%.
0: 100%.
1: So what else do you see obviously you've got a big job as VP of of enterprise marketing what else are you are you kind of seeing right now that maybe some marketers might be missing aside from community
0: Yeah I think the big idea of making sure that you're getting creative we've had a lot of success the past little bit with with doing virtual events and I know there's a lot of people who would be like no everybody wants to be in person again and yes we're doing a lot of in person events we just got done with a big with a four-city tour that we did that was, you know, a combination of of prospects and customers. I think that registrations, we had about 60% were customers and about 40% were prospects. And they loved being in person. They loved being in there and being able to talk to people face to face. But the value, and that came because of the pandemic, virtual is here to stay. Like I've got a, we're doing some cool things with like virtual chef events where we'll have some kind of sometimes celebrity-like, like uh, culinary experience where they come in and cook with these people and they learn a little bit about Domo. And then, you know, we'll end up pushing those further down the, down the funnel. And I don't think those are going anywhere. It takes away the, the geographical boundaries that we've had for so long. I can only be in New York at one time. I can't be in New York and LA, but if I'm doing a virtual event and it's executed really, really well, that's the key. It can't be executed haphazardly. It has to be executed super well. If you do that, you'll have the opportunity to scale in ways that you can't ever do with in-person. And that is not me saying in-person is not powerful. I will always be a big fan. But you can scale in ways virtually if done right that you just can't do in person.
1: Yeah, the the in-person experience is one where you're going to meet people. It's the it's the lobby, it's the it's the hotel bar that you sort of get a lot of value and you can't replicate that in a virtual setting. What are some, when you say executed well, what are one or two examples of things that you might do in, in a virtual setting to really have it done well?
0: Yeah, we did a big event just this last year that we called an innovation summit, fully virtual. We did some recordings of that thing in person, of course, for the actual content, but the massive amount of people that attended it were virtual and the content looked stellar. We called it an innovation summit. And so often from a a marketing perspective, especially in the B2B space, you can get stuck on, well, what is innovation? Innovation just means new, right? Not necessarily. Innovation means what's going to help your customers to find more value. Are they using it? Innovation could be something from two years ago that somehow they didn't even know about. They didn't know that you had that feature functionality that could totally change the game for their business. So we ended up focusing for that virtual event on kind of key problems that we see our customers have. And we showed them how those problems can be solved with Domo technology. And it wasn't, hey, well, these innovations came out over the past three months. Who cares when they came out? The vast majority of your customers aren't using all of your product. And so help people see value. The more you can help them see value, whether that's in field marketing or community marketing or advocacy or whatever else, if they're seeing value, they'll keep coming. If you build it, they will come is not true. I will fight that vehemently. If you build it and they come and you find them value, they'll stick around, I can promise.
1: Well put. And I love the point you made earlier, by the way. It's way cheaper and easier to just keep a customer happy and keep them buying rather than finding a new customer and 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 you said it again right there. Okay, we've talked about community, we've talked about virtual events. One of the things I love asking marketers these days because everyone's got a unique spin on it, how are you thinking and maybe how are you using AI right now in your job? It's a great question. You know, there's
0: I don't even know where to start on that one because there's so many opportunities, you know. ChatGPT has opened up so many things for marketers. And yes, John, we could have the conversation about ah, AI is going to take over my job. Well, then you're not very good at shifting and adjusting and 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 showing up to make innovative approaches to your work. I'm not concerned about that at all. There are things that AI will do better than humans, and they already do better. But there's always going to be things that humans are better at. We've, we, we're, of course, experimenting from a content perspective at how do we make content scale. We're putting out a significant amount of live streams and virtual meetups and whatnot. And you start looking at, well, how do we make sure that that content is put out in a way that is that is going to be viewed or read or watched. We know that lots of people watch video, lots of people read stuff still. And so we are, we're playing around with AI to be able to help us create content. But then of course, putting a serious human check on it and human editing to make sure that it is sharing the messages that we want to have share. We've got a whole AI services layer at Domo that we just recently announced. that's going to be able to help people to to get more value out of domo so i'm excited i'm like all in i'm not one of the i'm scared about what it's going to bring for my future no bring it on there's some creepy stuff about it that we've got to be careful about but let's let's accentuate the positive and make sure people understand that ai is here to stay and let's use it and let's help people to understand what the benefits are
1: yeah i I, as a co-pilot the way you described it helping you write and and giving you ideas so that you can take them further. It really is exceptional. And I was just using it earlier today to come up with some ideas for myself. I punched in, hey, how can I start thinking about ABC? And it gave me a whole bunch of thought starters that probably saved me three hours of time to come back and forth with. So I can imagine with an organization like yours, there's a lot of different use cases. 100%.
0: We're all better editors than we are creators. And so just just like you said, the ability to say help me think about this and uh, all of a sudden have just mounds of data about things that my mind wouldn't have ever thought about. like that. That's, that's the value.
1: Well put. Okay. Anything you want to plug or where can people find you online?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a frequent of, of LinkedIn. Uh, Spent a lot of time on Twitter. You just find me at Mark Booth, M-A-R-K-B-O-O-T-H-E. That's probably the social platform that I spend the most time on, and and we could get into a philosophical discussion about social <laughs> platforms at some point. We'll save that for another day, John. But connect with me on LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a note, Mark Booth at domo.com. If you have any any questions, we're focused on helping customers find value, and that's whether that's using our data, whether it's using apps, whether it's us helping them build custom applications that help them to get jobs done better. We want our customers to find value. And every time we can do that, they'll stick around for a long, long time in the future.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark, so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.